Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcasts. We are back for a new season of FPL. We are ready and we're going to be doing it all over again. So welcome to the Game Week 1 FPL podcast for the 2022-23 season. Today, it is obviously powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. And I speak on behalf of everyone on the panel here when I say it is incredible and we're honoured to be back for another season. And a huge thank you to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, for supporting us and the community once again. Make sure you're checking out the details in the caption below on how you can take advantage of the bookies promotions. It's free to set up, but you can also receive 25% off your first premium month with the use of our discount code. And whether you're listening or watching, if you're enjoying the content, make sure you give our video some love with a like, rating or review as well as a subscription. So we're back and the panel, there are some familiar faces and there is also two new faces. So Jack, you are back for the season. How are you feeling, mate? You're a married man now. Um, you've had a fairly busy off season compared to the rest of us. So how are you doing? Yeah, well, listen, I'm really good, mate. And good, great to have everyone on uh, joining us today. Um, it's been a long off season for us. Obviously, yeah, as you mentioned, a married man now. So uh, hopefully it brings me a bit of good luck this season because obviously you know how bad my uh, FPL form is. Um, but yeah, excited to get going and uh, delighted to be back. Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie, obviously another familiar face uh, with the podcast. How do you think you're going to go in FPL this season? Because I know there's only one thing on your mind and that's beating me again. That's exactly what I was thinking. You can read me like a book, can't you? Uh, but no, it is great to be back again. Got the, uh, the one season streak over L, so I've got to make that too. Um, but yeah, this is a really good group, as it always is. Really good panel, so looking forward to getting going and hopefully we can have a bit of fun, a bit of banter while we uh, have a bit of seriousness as well. And Reedy, the resident hitman, returning yet again for another season with the FPL Addicts. How excited are you for the upcoming season? <sighs> Thanks, Earl. I'm absolutely buzzing. Looking forward to it. It's uh, it's so close now. Um, not only FPL, but just generally the, the Premier League starting again. And then... The, the return of the banter between us, lads. Um, I mean, you know, I was above you boys uh, last season and I'm sure that'll be the same again this season. Don't you worry about that. Uh, as for the new boys, I'll have to sort of show them the ropes. Um, but yeah, I love being back. It's, it's great to get going again. Yeah, as Reedy was alluding to the new boys, we've got our first one that I'll introduce for us today. Chazza Roberts, Charlie Roberts, uh, the absolute Aussie legend that he is. His best finish was 30k two seasons ago. He's an up-and-coming FPL manager and he also does some writing for uh, Fantasy Football Pundit Weekly and he does his captain picks and his watch list on there. So Charlie, first of all, how are you feeling, mate? First, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone and um it's awesome to be on board. Pleasure to meet up the Spanish Mike, our forever man himself, and the usual regulars themselves. Uh, the four, especially OWPRG, so Ollie Walker Peter. Somehow meet up with him at a footy game every now and then. But looking forward to this coming season. Yeah, adds a little bit of spice to the podcast and definitely got some insight. So, what do you think you're going to bring to the podcast, you know, to our listeners and our community, Charlie? Well, look, just like every bloody workplace I work to, hopefully bring some personality and just um, just a bit of humour, some uh, talk a bit of sense as well. I'm exceptionally good at providing some some banter and also exceptionally good at performing really inconsistently on a consistent basis. So that's what you're going to get from me. And definitely, look, some captain recommendations. But if I have to say it is, as it is, you're going to get that on various platforms too. But I enjoy writing about them. I enjoy going through the stats. 
He absolutely does. And I think we're going to get a lot of humour from you as well, mate. That was one thing that you left out there. But um, obviously, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and we can't wait to get going with you this season. Uh, our second debutant today is the FPL Reverend Mikey. So he got a top 20k finish last season. As Charlie said, he is chilling out in Spain at the minute, but he's an English boy. He, uh, he's obviously on holiday at the minute. He's a reverend by day and an FPL manager by night. And he's also an Evertonian. So I don't quite know how we've got an Everton fan on the podcast. Still not too happy about that one. But if it's going to be any Everton fan, it's going to be the FPL reverend. So, you know, how are you doing, mate? You enjoying your holiday so far? Oh, cheers, Al. Yeah, it's been a nice uh, holiday so far. Spent, spent a nice bit of time relaxing by the pool with the kids and the, and the wife. So, yeah, it's been awesome. And um, thanks for getting me on the pod, guys. And um, it was a, a, a pleasure to meet uh, Chris Reedy at um, a fantasy football fest uh, last year. We just we just hit it off, got talking. Um, we were both actually stood next to each other and we both kind of turned around because we both just heard the Scouts accent. <laughs> and so we just went, oh, hey, lads. Love it <laughs> so, yeah. sight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it was great. Uh, hopefully, I, can, um, I, I, just, I just like having fun. I love FPL. I love talking about it. Um, I love using data as well to, to inform my decisions. So hopefully I can bring a bit of that to the pod as I, as I look forward to smashing you all by about 200 odd points. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Well, fingers crossed that doesn't happen for the rest of us on the podcast. But, you know, you spoke a little bit about data there, but what do you think, you know, you can bring to, to our listeners and our broader community here? Uh, I think um, one of the things that um, I, I really try to do in, in life is a kind of, I try and kind of entertain every possibility. I don't think there's such a thing as a stupid question. There's only stupid answers, you know. And so, you know, if if people are umming and ahhing over decisions, well, we can use data, we can use the eye test, and we can um, try and make the best informed decision to try and maximise our points potential, which is, you know, what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, obviously, as I said with Charlie, we're absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast this season and we can't wait for you to get going. But now that everyone's been introduced, we're going to get into the the nitty gritty of things this season and we're going to get going. This is obviously our Game Week 1 preview show. So, Jack, I'm going to head over to you now and you can give us, you know, a little bit of insight uh, about our our community for this season, what it's going to look like and the, the sort of structure of our leagues and everything. Yeah, cheers, El. And um yeah, listen, we're so excited to get going. Uh, it's our third season with the FPL Addicts as a community and as a, as a unit. Obviously, we bring you a podcast each week, obviously a bit of nonsense, but this year we're hoping for even more FPL content with the, the new additions to the panel, as well as read his usual nonsense as well. So it's really exciting time for us. But what I've got up on screen now and for the listeners at home, we have relaunched our competitions for this season uh, last year, we had a, a paid mini and a free mini, and we've also, this season, we've renewed them. We've increased the uh, the prize pool uh, for the league membership. So it's now, instead of the paid mini, it's called the Members League. Over five grand in Aussie dollars in there to be won. Manager of the Month, sponsored by our fantastic sponsor, Bonus Bank. Uh, $150 a month to be won there, as well as $40 in the Manager of the Week. So if you are not in there yet, get yourself in. There are some huge prizes, so weekly, monthly, and also the end of season. $1,000 is the cash prize. Uh, Kieran King won that last year from England, one of Reedy's friends. Um, Can you win it this season? It is up for grabs. 
Um, so make sure you head over there. We've obviously got, I've got our public league as well. You can enter with the code Y81WTO. So that is our brand new free to enter, free to play public league. Uh, can you beat Billy Brannigan? He got 2,711 uh, 2, points there last season. Imagine 7,000. What a manager. Um, so, yeah, huge points all. Can you beat him and claim the uh, the bragging rights? As, along with that, we've got the Women's League. Uh, YTR1J8 is the code to enter there. Leanne, who won that competition last year, she has now entered the Members League. So it is game on in that Members competition. And uh, we've also brought in a, more of a, a cheap Cheaper, cheap, low entry price uh, competition as well. The head-to-head members league, 16 managers, um, 150 cash prize, 25 bucks in, um, and it's head-to-head, so a bit more tactical, and it's up for grabs in there too. So lots to happen, lots to come, uh, but yeah, super excited. And you can enter all these competitions um, via our website in our caption below, or if you head to fbladdicts.com.au, you can play in there and can you, uh, yeah, take on, take on us a lot as well in the panel obviously Mikey and Charlie are in this season so it's going to be a bit more competitive from our point of view yeah I absolutely think it will be Jack and you know the the amount of leagues that we've got running this season it's really the best you know and everyone's best interest to get involved in as many um you know as you possibly can you know get involved with the community it's a brilliant community um and one that is obviously still building you know as we go along so um, yeah, as many as you can. Jack said the code there. All the information will be down in the, the caption below as well. So just make sure that you're getting involved in these leagues. And we just got a quick advert from our sponsor, Bonus Bank. You know, for those that are new around here and obviously don't know too much about Bonus Bank, they've actually launched a free tool this season to help people with their FPL mini leagues, where this tool displays the probabilities of clean sheets for each team and which player is likely to score, which is obviously going to be useful in determining which defenders are going to be best to pick um, as well as assisting with those captain choices so you've got to be listening to Charlie and you've got to be listening to Bonus Bank for these captain choices um, every single week so make sure you jump down in the description below uh, to find out you know how you can get involved with Bonus Bank but now that that's over we're going to get into a bit of discussion now boys and this is what we're here for you know we're here to talk FPL we're all absolutely crazy for it so we're going to start um, and you know everyone can just feel free to chime in I'll direct the question at one person but you know anyone because I know that Reed is going to be sitting there wanting to answer every single question um, and probably sit on the fence for everyone but you know the best formation to pick is quite a controversial topic in the community at the minute and um, Reedy I will go to you first First, what do you think is the go-to formation this season? Oh, I see, I see. Give me stick already, boys, and uh, and then the first question comes to me. That's how it's going to go this season. That's that's fine with me. <laughs> but in terms of formation, pick uh, L. It's it's between two. I think um, I'd go with your three-five-twos uh, or even um, your your four-five-one. That's that's the two for me that I'd look at this season. Uh, people are saying you know big at the back might not be a thing anymore. Um, you know. You know those those five at the back and such and so on, and um, but I think really you know the the, the choice of strikers this season, um, it's looking to be really really good, which is something that we've missed out on the last couple of seasons or so. There've been a, a couple of position changes uh, for the likes of Havertz and Jota and so on. You've got Haaland in here now, Jesus as well, who's now a desired pick with his ownership being so high. Um, and I think, you know, you, you can actually spread your money across your team quite evenly, um, even if you go for two premiums. So I think the likes of, as I say, the 4-5-1 is quite appealing, or even a 3-5-2, you know, if you, if you can get a couple of 8 million uh, midfielders in there as well. 
um, and then you know pick a pick a premium striker and uh, and maybe a Jesus. It's really really attractive. So they're the, they're the two that I think are the most popular or will be the most popular. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of different opinions at the minute within the community, you know, a lot of people chiming in. So, you know, Mikey, what do you sort of make of what Reedy's just said there? You know, he's going with his 3-5-2, very midfielder heavy. Um, what's your sort of assessment of what he's just said? Yeah, I think um, it's probably going to be really important to assess where Chelsea are at before we can talk too much about whether big or at the back or not, big at the back is dead or not. Um, I, I do think at the moment I'm personally on three defenders myself. Um, I think if we can all cast our minds back to last season and how amazing it was to have players like Simicas and Livramento coming in at 4.0 um, allowing us to spread the funds around our teams. And this season we've got uh, Nico Williams and we've also got um, Patterson from Everton, from, from Patterson from Everton coming on in and they've got um and they've both got 4.0 million price tags so we can have two 4.0 million defenders on our bench and maximize the amount of funds that we are pumping into our start 11 and you know maximizing our points potential there yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make and one that, you know, a lot of people might not have considered so far because I've seen a lot of people going uh, heavy at the back, myself included, when we get onto our drafts just later. We will obviously reveal what the current state of our FPL teams look like um, just shortly. And obviously they will be subject to change. As we all know, in pre-season, um, things change quite quickly with FPL. Um, so we'll obviously get on to that. But I think, you know, Reedy and, and Mikey, that's some very good insight from you both there, both sort of in agreement that that big at the back um, is sort of dead for this season to you two. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for your input there. But the goalkeepers is another thing where there's been a lot of controversy about it. They obviously had a, a, a drop in their prices since the start of the season. So, you know, you can either go with a budget goalkeeper or you can go with a premium goalkeeper. Charlie, I'm going to send this one over to you. Which of you, uh, the, those are you preferring for this season, a budget keeper, or are you going to stick with a premium and just sort of set and forget for the season, do you think? For the record, I have wrote a couple of notes on this. Uh, as it stands, I've gone for David Raya from Brentford. I'm not sure how much of a miss and his influence in terms of save points and clean sheets with the absence of Christian Eriksen going to Manchester United, but he's coming off a lengthy injury layoff. I think he provides good value down back. Um, that's who I've gone for at the moment, but we've also noticed with some keepers from the premium side, such as Chelsea with Mendieta, it's an attractive 5.0 price tag and Edison at 5.5 with an unreal run in the first nine to 10 game weeks of the season. I feel for now it's going the most budgeted possible because I see managers wanting to spend as much as possible on the other 10 players, part of their side and as well as their bench. So, and that seems to be the case when you start every season, I'd probably say a ratio of one in every four or five managers would start with a premium keeper. Yeah. So, I think that's a very fair point that you make. You know, there are a lot of good um, budget goalkeepers this season. You've gone with Raya at the minute. So is he probably your favoured uh, 4.5 million goalkeeper? Can you think of any off the top of your head that you're thinking could, you know, be in contention for making it into your side? Potentially Robert Sanchez and Brighton uh, to start the season with me for a, in the back-to-back uh, two seasons in a row as another contender as well. I thought he performed really well at Brighton too last season. Yeah, he was in a lot of people's teams at the start of the season. I remember um, it was pretty 
template to have, you know, Sanchez in your team. So I think they're two very good shouts for 4.5 million goalkeepers that you've gone with. And uh, thank you for your input, Charlie. Ollie, I'm going to send this one over to you and we're going to, you know, move up the pitch a little bit here. And we're going to go to four and a half million defenders. You know, Mikey's already spoken about the four million defenders in our Everton's Patterson and Forrest's Nico Williams. Um, but, you know, in terms of four and a half million defenders, are there any that sort of pop to mind for you? Um, you know, in terms that you're going to be selecting for your team or you think other people, if they're needing budget at the back, um, can go with? I've not got any in my team, Mel. Uh, I've actually danced around it. So I've got a couple of four million defenders and then I've gone pretty big at the back. Um, so I've not got any four and a half. Um, but, you know, when you mentioned four and a half million defenders, those that listened into the podcast last year should know what I'm about to say. Mark Gay, he's got to get a mention in for me. Um, gutted that he didn't come over to Australia in pre-season. Absolutely gutted. Uh, that was a thing that I was most looking forward to, seeing Palace, seeing him play, but uh, not quite. Uh, I like Joachim Anderson as well um, from from Crystal Palace. Um, depends how Arsenal go as well. Arsenal got a couple of good options with uh, Ben White and Tommy Asu. Um, our guest that we got on later on, who is pretty much a bombshell guest, one of, you know, brilliant person, brilliant manager, spoke about the Arsenal thing at right back with Tommy Asu and Ben White, both at four and a half. Um, so whichever gets the nod, I think will be a good option. Outside of that, I think it's pretty slim pickings, to be honest, 4.5. I think it's better value with the likes of Nathan Patterson. Uh, you've got Williams as well from uh, from Forrest, who's obviously gone from Liverpool. Um, so I think 4 million, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good value there at the back. Um, and even you've got like Tanganga, who might potentially get a look in if there's an injury. So uh, yeah, there's certainly some value in defence, uh, which is why I've you know I've fluctuated from five at the back, uh, even at one point earlier this preseason. Uh, not there now, but there's certainly some value in defence. Yeah, I definitely think that defenders are you know going to be key to ensuring that you do fairly well this season. And obviously, a big topic of the defenders at the minute is Chelsea. Um, Mikey, you touched on it before, so I'll go back to you again for this one. You know, we're not too sure about Chelsea at the minute. Are they going to be playing a five at the back? You know, they lost all their defensive, you know, their robustness at the back. You know, they conceded four to Arsenal in pre-season um, in just one of their games. So do you think that, you know, Chelsea assets, we should be maybe targeting higher up the pitch, not really going for the defenders? Or, you you know, are you just not going to be looking at Chelsea assets at all, do you think? Yeah, so obviously last season, we um, know that the explosiveness of James and Chilwell was just too hard to ignore last season. Um, the difference is they've got no Rudiger anymore, and um, we're just going to wonder, are the new defensive assets who are trying to settle into that Chelsea back three, are they going to be as solid? Hopefully they are, for Chelsea's sake. I think um, they're also looking to sign uh, Koundé, but I think Chelsea are having a bit of a mare this window, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be the defensive outlet that we thought they were with Chilwell. Alonso is still at the club. He's a minutes risk. I, I, I don't think people are really realising that, but yeah, Marcus Alonso is still there. And also Reese James, um, whilst Chelsea are struggling with their centre-back options, we know that Reese James can play as a centre-back as well. And therefore, you know, he's not going to be flying high up the pitch as, as we would like him to for our FPL teams. Yeah, it's a very good point that you make. Um, you know, no one's too sure um, how Chelsea are going to be going this season and we're just going to have to sit tight 
and uh, you know, just watch and wait and see. I think a lot of people are quite hesitant to be getting in the defenders for Chelsea. But you know, it's interesting because Mendy is selected by a lot of teams um, at that five million price point. But you know, not too many people wanting to go with the defenders, maybe. Um, but they're still happy to go with the goalkeeper. So it does interest me. Obviously, he will get save points, but you know, the the defenders can obviously get more attacking returns, more likely to get attacking returns, I should say, because um, you could never rule Edouard Mendy out of getting a goal or an assist for himself but yeah the defenders at Chelsea are very interesting but there's not really been too much talk about Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, obviously Romelu Lukaku's left um, those sorts of players so I think still stick with the defenders or the goalkeeper if you can but um, obviously we're just going to have to wait and see with that one um, on a completely opposite note Erling Haaland, what a signing to the Premier League he's going to be. Everyone cannot wait to see how he's going to perform under Pep Guardiola. Everyone's just waiting for game week one, for, him, for the net to bulge 20 seconds into his debut, for him to grab a goal. I think he's selected by so many teams. 11.5 million. Um, Jack, I'm going to go to you for this one. He's obviously priced the same as Harry Kane. So, you know, how are you sort of going to assess this? Do you think you should be going with Haaland or Kane? Or, you know, if you can, are we going to be able to fit both into our sides? Well, listen, El, for me, we'll see my draft very shortly. I've gone both, uh, so I'm going to show my draft later on. Both players have been selected, which means I am sacrificing elsewhere in the pitch. Obviously, the likes of Haaland uh, in the last, you know, he's absolutely dominated uh, the German league and he's, he's dominated, um, you know, the Champions League as well. He's an absolute goal-scoring machine. I think we're going to see the return of, obviously, Harry Kane uh, big this season. Um, is I think he's ready to fight. He isn't distracted by anything from obviously what happened last season with City. They've got their man in Haaland now and Harry Kane can come into this full full season ready and raring to go. So yeah, listen, I've gone for both. It may come as a surprise, but it's I, th- I'm, I feel pretty comfortable with my team. So Kane Haaland started up top, two number nines. Um, so there's, that's going to be one way to do it. But listen, I think you're going to be, if you're going to be sacrificing elsewhere, you've got to make sure it's a balanced team and you've got starters who are going to be firing as well, as well as a bench to back it up. So um, that's still obviously something on my mind for me, but we'll uh, see how we go, but it is possible. Wow. If that doesn't make you excited to see Jack's draft team and, and, you know, just a couple of minutes then I don't really know what will, but um, thank you for your insight there, Jack, on the, uh, the Kane Harlan debate. It's probably, you know, the biggest debate in the community at the minute um, is, are you going to be going with Harry Kane or Erling Harland? And they're obviously, to 11.5 million, but there's a lot of 6.5 million assets this season. And that's what I want to sort of focus on now. And Reedy, I'm going to go to you. You know, there's a lot of players all throughout the pitch. Um, you know, midfielders and attackers especially will focus on here because you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck for 6.5 million defenders. But I know you're a huge fan of Leon Bailey. Um, well, not a huge fan, but you've, you've touched on him. You've been talking about him a little bit. But in terms of the attackers and the midfielders for 6.5 and below, who are your sort of top picks for the season, do you think? Um, there's there's obviously um, there's obviously selection that you can kind of go through um, with people wanting um, you know these premium players and these sort of eight million midfielders. You do have to find some value. Um, you know Leon Bailey, as you mentioned, there is is kind of one of those. Um, but you've got Marcus Rashford, who's who's coming at six point five this season, who people would say is is you know really really cheap. Um, so you've got him to look at. You've also then got the likes of uh, James Ward-Prowse, 
um, who, you know, not an easy fixture against the likes of Spurs first game, but he's always on set pieces um, and he always gets some points. Um, another one is is Odegaard for Arsenal. Um, he's looked really good pre-season. Um, and he is normally what people would say the the, the pre-assist to the assist. Um, um, so basically it's, it's yeah, um, another one I want to mention before I forget it is Christian Eriksen. Great signing for for Manchester United, um, and he's he's an option as well for people to to consider if he gets the minutes. So, um, you know they're the six point fives. Anything below that, Leon Bailey and Pedro Neto, who has been talked about so much already preseason, and now with Jimenez uh, being injured, is he going to be better? Is he going to be worse? Um, who will know? But um, he's definitely on people's uh, people's you know thoughts for the season. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got a little special guest there in the background, Reedy. So we'll move on to a, uh, another question. We've got, you know, two off the top of my head that I can think of to go that I really want to get your input from, lads. So we'll go to you for this one, Mikey. You know, Spurs, such a, you know, a special team this season that a lot of people are considering a lot of assets from. Um, you know, can you survive without the Spurs attackers, Harry Kane and Son? You know, if you're going to be going with Haaland, it's unlikely that a lot of people have gone with Son this season as well because of the price of all these midfielders and these attackers. So, you know, do you really think that you can get by without one of Kane or Son? Uh, the, the more I think about it, it, it's it's like trying to pick between the lesser of two two evils most of the time, isn't it? Because um, I, I was dead set coming into this season before the price reveals. I, think, I can't be hurt by Son again. I can't be hurt by Son again. I have to have him in my team. And then he comes in at 12 mil. And there's, there's you know, Erlen Haaland, a generational talent, a generational talent there at 11.5 mil. And I'm like, maybe I can go without Son. <laughs> and, and so, you know, not having spares attackers, I, I think... The other side of the argument to, to say, I think you can survive without Spurs attackers because I think that the fixtures from both Liverpool and Man City are just too good to ignore. Right now, I think they've both got incredible, incredible fixtures and we've got some amazing enablers from Arsenal to kind of, you know, put those premium um, Liverpool and City assets into our team and supplement them with Arsenal who have great great enablers for us and also great fixtures. I think I'm going to personally consider putting spares in my team when their fixtures could get a bit better. I'm not sure I rate their fixtures that highly at the moment. So yeah, I think you can survive without spares attackers, but I do think I'll be watching every spares game from behind the pillow. Well, you know, that's a very interesting input that you put in there, Mikey. You know, Son, obviously such a good player for Spurs. So important to how well they do. Um, you know, as you said, just burnt by the prices this season. Too many expensive players. Um, so it is always going to be tricky. Um, I'm going to give the last one to you here, Charlie. And it's a very good question. It's a team we haven't really focused on too much so far. From a Man City perspective, who are the best three players you could triple up on from Man City, do you think? I had a feeling you were going to ask me this, Elliot, because I came myself prepared with it with just a little note on that one. So, my best triple up, I feel, and the main reason behind this is to avoid the pep roulette and just uh, getting bulldozed every game week, especially during the festive period. Number one, Cancelo. The second one is actually going to be Edison, surprisingly. I just feel he's so nailed on and he's just bang for buck from a goalkeeper's perspective. And the third one... Look, debatable, to say the least. It's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. He's just an incredible assist and goal machine. 
And we saw it time and time again on many occasions last season. And he's done it season after season too. So he's a, he's a proven player in English, English top five football. He certainly is. And there hasn't been too much talk about Kevin De Bruyne, but thank you all for your input there, boys. And we hope all the listeners who are listening along, you know, obviously let us know your thoughts on any of the questions that we have asked um, in the comments. And we would do our best to reply to as many as we possibly can. And obviously get yourself talking. That's what we love the community for. We love hearing all these different opinions um, and, you know, getting the input from all these different avenues because we understand that sometimes we can all talk nonsense, obviously Reedy especially and Ollie especially, but there is a lot of nonsense that does come out of our mouths. But um, the moment that we've all been waiting for and the moment that I've been waiting for, boys, is to see all your draft teams. So I think we're going to go with you first, Reedy. Um, so whenever you're ready, I think we're going to bring up your draft team. And just for the people that might be listening along, you're going to need to just reel off, you know, the sort of players that you've gone with and explain your choices as quick as you can because we know you can ramble on for as long as you want and you could talk all day about your team and why you've selected them but um, we've got five other teams that we do need to show today so try and keep it as short as possible mate alright alright he's, he's telling me off already eh Jack is this what you've uh, you've got him doing eh this is what it's about but no fair enough I won't take too much air time um, so in goal uh, Roberto or Robert Sanchez for Brighton I think um, Chaz alluded to him earlier between him and Raya for the 4.5s have chose him I think even though they've got United first fixture, I think Brighton are, are fairly solid. People are saying they've lost the likes of, you know, Dan Byrne, Basuma, um, and potentially Cucurella. But I don't think they'll they'll suffer too much from that. So I've gone for him, cheap asset. Uh, James, Trent, and Cancelo at the back. Not much else needs to be said apart from are Chelsea going to be as solid as, as Mikey mentioned before? Um, are James and Chilwell going to be there? You know, being able to provide assists and attack and get up and down the flank. I think so, and I think that first fixture against Everton will show us that. So I've gone for those three at the back. Uh, midfield, it's Mo Salah for me. Um, you know, first fixture against Fulham, newly promoted. Liverpool, first game of the season, always normally do well. So I think he'll grab a couple of goals and maybe even an assist. He's on penalties, as we said as well, or as we know. Then I've gone for Pedro Neto, Madison and Bailey. So two enablers, 5.5 in Neto. Um, he is sort of on the high end of ownership. So, yeah, you could say it's a template pick. But in that, I've also then got Madison, who maybe is not highly uh, as highly owned. I do like Leicester's first fixture against Brentford. Um, I know Leicester haven't got maybe the easiest of runs, but I think that home fixture for, for Leicester should be, a, should be a good one, especially with the likes of Brentford um, maybe not being as, as solid at the back and, and having sort of Ericsson um, not providing the assist for Tony. And in Buemo, who likes to hit the post um, probably every game. So, yeah, Bailey, at the moment, he is a question because will he start for Villa? I don't know, but I've kept him in for now. And I've gone for Jack Grealish um, at 7 mil for City. I think um, that the question is, who's going to play in that City midfield? Who do you pick? Is it De Bruyne? Obviously, he's 12 million. You've then got Bernardo, Mares, Grealish. You know, all these sort of players are a similar price. And I do like the appeal of Grealish being seven million. You can slot into your team if you are going to pick some of the premium players and you know higher price defenders. So yeah, that's my midfield. And then I've gone for Kane and Jesus up top. Um, both been amazing preseason. Um, Jesus looks like he's he's right at home in that Arsenal team, um, and I think they, that's what they've been lacking. So I've gone for him at eight million. Um, he's high ownership, of course, but. 
and he's so hard to ignore. Um, that enables you to be, then be able to fit in someone like Kane uh, at 11.5 million, who I think will hit the ground running, to be honest with you. That first fixture for Spurs, you know, Southampton in Son, Kulikovsky, I think it's, uh, you know, I think he's going to bang. So, yeah, that's me. First 11. Obviously, I've got some cheap enablers on the bench, you know, 4.5, 4, 4 million in Nico and Patterson. Um, but that's what I've gone with, boys. Uh, tear it apart if you want. Yeah, well, you know, I want obviously your your good mates with Jack and and Reverend. Um, so I'm going to get Mikey to you know maybe give a little bit of feedback on your team just before he rates it um, out of oh, ten. Gladly. So take it away, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. First of all, gotta say, um, I, I actually quite like the fact that you you are maximising the amount of money that you can put into your starting eleven by going with uh, you know Williams and Patterson there. Why, what I do like is the fact that you've got Kane and that you've got Salah and you've got Grealish. So, so you, you're having a little slice of every top team's attack. So hopefully you'll get some returns from there. Where If, if I can be critical, which to be fair, it pains me to say it's a good draft, mate. But if, if, I, if I can be critical, I, I like having either Neto or Bailey. I don't like having both. I think in midfield is looking a bit thin. There with, with, with both of them in there, I'd I'd probably try and get rid of someone like Neto, maybe bring in someone like Zinchenko, who's a who's an out of position defender playing for a great team. Um, but you know it, it's it's six or one and half a dozen of the other. But yeah, if if that if I can give some feedback there, it's I, I feel like your midfield is a little bit thin in there. Yeah, no, appreciate that. I can uh, I can take that. Yeah, I can fully understand. Thanks, thanks, Mikey. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a fair criticism that you've given there, Mikey. And um, obviously, the game that you've come up with, Mikey, is come draft with me. So we're going to all rate everyone's drafts out of 10. So we don't need any explanation, boys. We just need a score out of 10. Um, you know, we're going to go down the order that we are positioned on the screen now. So I'm going to go first. Reedy, I'm going to give you an 8 out of 10. Ollie, what are you giving him? I want to go on 8 as well, because a lot of the feedback that, that Reverend's given for Reedy, I've also gone with myself so I've got to back read his team because I'm about myself in so I'll go an eight yeah Mikey what about you um it's gonna be a seven from me uh I'm sorry you know not a not as generous uh, as the other boys I was gonna say six before you said eight <laughs> to be honest but uh, I feel like six, six is better six. six is too harsh you know? yeah at least at least you don't have 22 million on the bench you know what I mean <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, um, yeah seven I think seven is it's solid it's really solid. Could always be worse. Jack, what about you? What do you give it out of 10? God, I can't wait for Mikey to see my draft. Jesus. Give <laughs> <laughs> me absolutely killing it. Uh, listen, I like I like this team, Rudy. Um, I'm going to give you an eight, mate. I like it. Cheers. Cheers. Charlie, to round it off, what do you give Reedy's team out of 10? I point one because I reckon Reedy's just such a good-looking human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers. What a charmer. Cheers, boys. There Not too go. bad. Could have been worse, but I'll take that. Mostly eights, uh, apart from Mikey, because he's a, a bitter blue, so we can understand that. <laughs> yeah, as Reedy said, mostly eights for him there. And um, we'll move on to the second team now. Ollie, I believe it is going to be you. So, you know, obviously no Premier League allegiance for you. So you probably have the, the least biased team out of all of us, I think. Um, no allegiance to anyone. So, Ollie, just take us through your team ever so quickly. Yeah, sorry, on the transfer screen, I didn't realise that's why I had to scroll down a little bit. Um, but at the moment, I've got my Mendy in goal. He's literally been in there since day one, since FPL opened. 
Um, slightly tempted now by Edison, but I'm going to leave that City spot free. Um, so I'm going to go Mendy in goal. Uh, back four, like I say, it has been a back five. It's been a back three. Um, I'm not really a fan of having Williams in there to start, but I'm going to go with it for now. I think by the time game week one hits, he'll be on my bench. Um, Salah, Neto and Leon Bailey, that's why I rated Reedy a little bit higher because I've gone with both of those in midfield as well. Again, ideally I'd like to upgrade one of those, but it just means I have to take out one of my attackers and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that yet. Um, and then a front three, a heavy front three of Kane, Haaland and Jesus, something I don't really like to do. Um, is go too heavy early on, but I just think those three, you've got to go with them. I think I've got a fear of missing out if one of them goes big, because you have a look at their ownership here. Um, you've got 22.6 for, <clears throat> for Harry Kane, which is a bit low for him. Uh, 58.1 uh, for Haaland. Jesus nearly 65%. Um, and obviously with uh, with Jesus up top, um, the little bit of uh, a, a, a positive for, uh, for Reverend, so getting on his good books early on. Uh, having him up top, hopefully he doesn't crucify me. Um, but look, I, I like my team. I think there will be a few changes made before game week one, but uh, at the moment, I'm not too uh, not too mad with it. All right, I'm going to refrain from any sort of uh, slagging your team off, Ollie, but I'm going to give you a 7.5 out of 10 from me. Charlie, what do you give Ollie's team out of 10? I'm going for a seven, Ali, because I've seen better work from Molly in his commentary than dishing up a pre-season FPL team. But I like it. Um, I feel the, th- the thremium may make the side a little imbalanced, but I do also see the point of view of all three getting to the point of all being essential as we start day one. Yeah, Mikey, what do you make of Ollie's draft? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to start getting a reputation for being a bit harsh, but I can't get behind the freemium, I'm afraid. I think the rest of your team is is too weak. So it's it's a six from me, man. I'm afraid. I'm sorry, bro. But the freemium, love them all as individual options, not but not together. I think that's a, a fair assessment from you there. Jack, what about you? Yeah, I think the uh, the back line is a bit too weak for me, mate. Uh, so I'm going to go a six. And Reedy, what about you? <laughs> Elliot's like, really, what about you? Don't give him anything too long. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say um, it only needs some tweaking, so I'm going to say seven for all. It's not the worst I've seen. Yeah. Okay, so uh, not quite as positive all all around the board um, as we were with Reedy's there. But Ollie, thank you for sharing your team there. And obviously, everyone's going to go away and change their team. So we highly doubt any of these are going to be how we start the season, especially Ollie's after that feedback. I think we will move on quickly to avoid any sort of awkwardness as Ollie just goes and cries in the corner. Jack, we're going to go to your team now. So take us through your team ever so quickly. Yeah, I'll do mine really quick. Lots of no push for time. So Mendy in goal, back line, uh, Trent, Cancelo, Dallo and Diaz. Midfield of Salah, Martinelli, Neto, Bailey and up top Kane and Haaland on the bench. Forster, White, Greenwood, uh, Andreas. Obviously, I've gone for a, a very light midfield, full of flair, uh, full of potential, uh, but very weak in that midfield because I've gone up big up top and I've got a decent back line as well. Um, so in in quick, you know, in very brief, uh, that is my team. I'm quite, listen, I'm quite happy with it. There's definitely a bit of movement to be had, but I think it's got the bones of a good team. I like the fixtures the teams have got as well. Uh, Holland and Kane are going to obviously destroy it. I couldn't get Jesus in there as well. I think it's a bit greedy. Um, 
you've got to spread those funds elsewhere, but definitely work on the midfield, which I'm sure is going to be the feedback from uh, the community. But yeah, what do you reckon, Al? I'm going to go with a 7.5 um, for me, mate. I think, as you said, the midfield is a little I bit weak, it. but I think the defence is very strong and the attackers are very strong. So, Charlie, what do you make of Jack's team? Uh, yeah, I reckon a seven. I just feel the midfield is relatively too light, but you just you just understand where the spreading of funds comes from. So I really love it off the top, and I think the defence may have a little area of improvement. However, I reckon it does just enough to be worthy of respectable claims. Yeah, Mikey, what do you make of Jax? Yeah, I think uh, as as a freemium drafter, I, I don't like hate it, but uh, as we say, I think the midfield is a bit light. And so um, I'm going to go for for a seven this time. Awesome. Yeah. I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the seven, Mikey. And quickly, Mikey, what do you think about having White instead of Bailey on the pitch? If I went for a five, do you know if he wasn't playing and White was on there with the Arsenal asset? I, I think Ben White's a really solid option. Just it's just like you know you, you don't necessarily need wing backs. Sometimes you can just take the six points every week for four point five mil. So what do you reckon? Start with a five three two. I like it better. It's still a seven, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not seven point one. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant response from you there, Mikey. Ollie, what do you make of Jack's team? The late switch to Ben White has put, pushed this up to a six point six rather than a six point five. So uh, you'll take the extra point. Um, I think the chocolate teapot is going to be more solid than the United at the back. So I don't know what you're thinking with Diogo Dallo. Um, I, I like, I like that three. I don't, I don't mind that three man midfield. I think Martinelli. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes. I actually like the no Jesus option. So I think, um, again, alongside your feedback for my team, I think the first thing I'm going to do is probably take Jesus out of mine, which is, um, you know, which is your inspiration. So I'm going to owe my early season to you if he doesn't do anything. Uh, but no, I'll go six and a half. Yeah. And Reedy, round it off. What do you make of Jack's team? Yeah, solid team with the City assets and, you know, Liverpool players in there. He's got Salah. Some people go in Salah, no Salah, you know, that's the big debate. But, um, yeah, threemium, as, as as Mikey said, uh, maybe, maybe just um, could put some more into the rest of his team. So, I'm going to give it a 7.5, 7.5, I think it's decent. Fair rating from you there, Reedy, I think. And um, we'll move on to, you know, our first of the two debutants on the podcast today. And um, we're going to go with you, Mikey. So take us through your team ever so quickly. Yeah, uh, I think most of this team really speaks for itself. I think we've got Zinchenko, who's going to be an out-of-position defender. I think um, Erdegaard, obviously some people have gone through Martinelli, but I think he could, uh, Martinelli could be a minutes risk. Um, I feel like most of the play in Arsenal goes through Erdegaard, so if there's going to be a slice of attack and returns, hopefully he's going to be a part of it. I think um, the, the big talking point for this team, though, is is obviously Darwin right there in the middle. Um, a lot of people have been saying, who's your third Liverpool asset? Is it going to be Robbo? Is it going to be um, Diaz? Or is it going to be Alisson? I think, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud sometimes, but like, you know, the fact that we've got Liverpool's brand new £85 million striker with Mane just leaving and him coming in, having banged in four in pre-season in one game against a decent side. I, I just think if he goes off, everyone is going to be sweating. And so, and if not, I can always move him down game week three into one of those tasty eight million midfield options. But but for me, he's, his ceiling is really high. He's got a really high ceiling, probably higher than Robbo and Diaz's for me. So there you go. Roast me. 
Yeah, all right then. So I'm going to go with a 7.5 off the bat, Mikey. Um, Charlie, what do you make of his team? I just love the beautiful symmetrical art of um, the Man City boys all in line and the Arsenal boys in line. So considering how aesthetically pleasing it is, I'm going to give it a 7.6. That's fair. Jack, what about you? Yeah, loving the differential. Kind of shout with Darwin. Uh, we know we can bang. And I reckon the team, apart from Odegaard and Raya, you know, it's I reckon it's a you know seven point nine. I think that's pretty fair, Ollie. What about yeah, you? I'll take that, boys. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an eight. I, I'm not sure about Darwin Nunes, but I think that team is very solid and very balanced. Yeah, and Reedy, what do you make of it? Uh, too many eggs in not enough baskets for me. Um, he's basically three City, three uh, three Liverpool, three Arsenal, and then a couple. Couple of others, so I think he's going a bit too heavy on those teams and not considering some others. It is a draft, though, Mikey. I understand that, so I'm gonna go a seven. No, that's fair, boys. Thanks, that. Thanks, that. I'll take that from you guys. Take that. That's pretty respectable all around the board. And our second new man on the podcast today, Charlie, will go with your team now, mate. So um, obviously, you're gonna have to reel it off and let us know, you know, the the decisions behind your choices as quick as you possibly can. So. Take it away whenever you're ready. Yeah, sure. Well, unfortunately, I can't um, share my screen, but I could tell you very quickly in terms of what it is. So the last time I remember, it was Raya as keeper, Manel as James, Alexander-Arnold. Oh, there it is. Beautiful, fabulous. So <laughs> this is pretty much where it is. It's relatively heavy down back. Uh, the main headline is no Salah. I just feel you get more value from a captaincy rotation with the Tottenham and Man City assets. I think Sun is a really good captaincy option for the opening few game weeks. And Haaland is going to, I feel he's going to dominate with City's fixture list and his pedigree in front of goal. Jesus looks dangerous to go without. Luis Diaz is the interesting one. I feel he can match Salah's points despite the savings on him from the price. Mason Mount and Reese James both looked really good in the back end of last season for Chelsea. Neto's being talked up a fair bit during preseason. I think he provides exceptional value. And then there's Ben White on the pitch for now. And then the rest are just bench fodders. I think that's a fairly good team from you, Charlie. I'm going to start with the ratings. I'm going to give you an eight there, despite having no Mo Salah, which is not something that I thought I would be giving you. Um, but, you know, Mikey, what do you make of it? I think if you go the no Salah route, you kind of have to justify it by giving yourself as much Liverpool coverage as possible. And so we only see here two Liverpool assets. Other than that, though, I think it's a it's a really solid, solid team. I like you got the two eight million midfielders, Son, Holland, you know, amazing defense. So that gets a seven point five from me, even though it's got no Salah. I like it. Yeah, Jack, what do you make of Charlie's team? Yeah, like his hair, absolutely unbelievable. Considering there's no Salah, but uh, listen, with no Salah, I'm going to go. Is uh, a seven. I think that's fair, Ollie. What about you? Seven and a half. I don't think it's better than, uh, than Mikey's team, but considering you've gone no Salah, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. What about you, Reedy? What do you make of it? Round it off for us. I absolutely love this team. absolutely love it. I know it's got no Salah, but if you take him out of the equation completely and you, and you consider the fact that Chaz has done really well spreading his funds and getting some top, top players in there, um, it's an 8.5 for me. Um, I think it's absolutely banging team. Um, so, yeah, love it, Chaz. Love it, mate. 
Wow, and that does round up the uh, the drafts from everyone there. And obviously, to save my bacon and to avoid getting crucified by you boys, to find out what my draft is, you're going to have to go over to my Twitter. The handle is on the screen, and all of our handles are on the screen. So make sure you're going over there, boys, um, and let me know what you think of my draft. Obviously, we will see you when the season begins and everything like that. So we hope that you've enjoyed the first podcast back after a long six or so week break. We've enjoyed being back for you. We hope we've given you all the insight that you could possibly need heading in to the season um, and as we said at the start make sure you're hitting the like button and subscribe obviously review if you listen on any sort of podcasts and keep the notifications on so you can always know when we are going live and keep an eye out on our youtube channel and um, for the streams obviously as i said and it's going to be growing we've started fresh um so until then stay safe everyone boys it's been a pleasure to be back with you and now uh, we hope that you've all enjoyed the podcast for today <laughs>